Hi, and welcome back to Unpuzzled. I'm your host, Katharina Aguilar-James, and on this podcast, it's all about revealing Christ one piece at a time. I am super excited. Today is our season finale. And just to kind of manage expectations, you know, when you hear season finales, you think like the big bam, but no, it's it's not. Well, it could be for some, um, but yeah, this is our, um, this is piece 10. Um, so it's the last episode of this season. Um, and so I did think about, okay, what do we do for this episode? Do I just talk about like reflections so far? Um, questions that people have asked me, like, what do, like, where do I go from here? And then the spirit of God just reminded me of a revelation that he showed me a while ago. And I thought, actually, do you know what? Yes, I think, um, this particular one was probably a good one to close off with just because I think, um, it kind of summarizes everything that I have shared so far, um, on this podcast. So yeah, let's do this. Um, also this is literally, again, another one of those hot off the press ones. This podcast, I think, honestly, it's amazing how, um, yeah, just honor and kudos to people doing this because it is actually quite, um, I wouldn't say demanding, but yeah, just, you know, like recording episodes and having them ready and, and editing and all that kind of stuff. And it's cool if you have a library of stuff that you can just pull from, right? But literally, I'm just here. Quickly had to rush upstairs and record this because I know it's going to have to go live in a moment. Well, it doesn't have to go live, but um, it is Thursday, so. Um, but anyway, uh, without further ado, um, the Holy Spirit of God reminded me um, of something that he showed me. So this is 2023, so this is probably in 2020. But anyway, so in this um, in this vision, and that's how I love God because, yeah, it, it, when he speaks to me, different ways and different man, manners and methods, but one of the dimensions that I love is the visual dimension because I am quite like visual and graphic. And so even though I may not write, and I do write things down a lot, I have pages and pages and pages. And literally if you, if these were to be turned into epistles, um, there'll probably be like 10, 15, 12, 10, 12, 15, <laughs> you know, like books. I've got, I write a lot, but I love when I see pictures because they just stay in my brain. Like I don't forget what I see. And so this particular one, I remember it was so profound because um, it certainly sp- spoke to me at the time where I was and I think still where I am and where probably a lot of us are. So in this vision, in this picture, there was a massive field or garden, actually. Let's call it a garden because it did have, it appeared to be a garden. And so you imagine the garden being split in two. I'm trying to be as descriptive as possible so that you can see what I saw, um, which is why I'm trying to speak slowly and take my time, but imagine a garden and imagine it being split in half. So let's imagine this invisible fence in between right in the middle. So you have a side, a left side and a right side, okay? And then, so on this one side, it was so pleasing to the eye. Like even just now going back to what I saw, it was beautiful. It was beautiful because other than the fact that the grass seemed very well trimmed and if you're like me i love very well trimmed and manicured gardens doesn't say that's how my garden is but that's what i love um so it was very very beautifully trimmed grass um 
And then on top of it, we're really unique looking, beautiful mosaic type of vases, all different shapes and sizes. So you had some that were really bulk, really, really big and bulky, um, with all kinds of colors and, you know, mosaics are very colorful, very vibrant, very beautiful. And you had all kinds of vases, big, small, large, um, long, slim, round, all kinds of vases scattered across that side of the garden. And not only were the vases beautiful, the plants and flowers that were in them were like a friend of mine, a very, 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 very close friend of mine, probably more of a sister than a friend. Um, she's very much into flowers. So I'm just thinking about some of her, the displays in her house. Like I'm talking orchids, I'm talking hydrangeas, I'm talking um, lilies, I'm talking roses, I'm talking all kinds of flowers, flowers that I have seen and I haven't seen in those vases and on plants. And it was just so exotic, but so beautiful. And you literally, you're just looking at it and saying, wow, like that's all you could say. You'd look at it, you'd be like, wow, it was beautiful. Right? So that's side number one. Then on the other side, again, like kind of oh, well-trimmed grass. Um, but that's about it. Right? And then if you looked closer, you could see, you know, when you've planted something, and you and the roots have kind of gone down a, a little bit already, and so you start seeing sprouts. So you could just see sprouts here and there, just randomly, just pum 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 pum. You know, like just scattered, scattered across the that garden, that that the, the grass on that side, just sprouts. So honestly, and you would only actually see it if you looked closely, like you wouldn't see it from afar. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go. Cool. You know, like that kind of like, and so imagine you step into this garden and you have on the left side, just this grass, basically just bare grass. And if you look close, like if you decided to kind of look for something, you would kind of see, okay, there's a sprout here and there's a sprout there. But then the other side, like it needed no, it needed no announcement. It was a very in your face. You could see it, even if you didn't want to see it, it's the first thing that you saw when you looked. Um, in fact, all that you saw were plants and flowers and, 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 and beautiful vases, right? And so absolutely that side of the garden was very, very pleasing to the eye. And in fact, you didn't have to go, you didn't have to take a step into it. Like as soon as you opened the door, you saw it, it was in your face and it was beautiful. And I saw this and I'm like, oh, so even in this vision, I'm like, oh, wow, that's beautiful. And then immediately, like the spirit of God says, like, so I have to paraphrase now because you know, when he speaks and you kind of, what he says is so profound. So you remember it, but as I'm now saying it back, I don't want to put words in his mouth. So I'm just telling you kind of the essence of that conversation, but more or less what God was saying was like, don't be fooled by what you see. Um, it might be pleasing to the eye, but it's not rooted in me. And so as we're having this conversation, as I'm taking in the vision and, and stuff, in that, a scene then occurs. And in that scene, almost like overnight, because it was like dark and it came light again, so I'm assuming it was overnight, well, in the vision that I saw anyway, apparently there must have been a massive 
storm or wind or whatever a, st a storm let's call it a storm that was not just wind but also rain a very mighty massive storm um and what must have happened as well is and maybe i saw that because i am currently based in the uk that happens to have quite a few foxes here and there and so i also saw how foxes must have literally just infiltrated the the, the the garden overnight and just thrown and scattered the vases here and there and whatever, you know, maybe in search of food or whatever. But basically the scene in the morning is utter mayhem on that one side, because obviously on the other side, there's nothing to, there was nothing to take or see or anything anyway. So the side that was so beautiful the, the day before, all of a sudden was the vases were smashed. They were fallen over. The, 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 the plants have been removed and ripped out of the vases. So they were just now like, it was such, a sad scene actually because you're thinking wow something that was so beautiful somebody clearly you know put work and time into making it look so beautiful it must have taken time for those flowers to even look as beautiful as they are and da, 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 blah, 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 right and so i'm just looking like and it's a sad sight and god basically was saying to me like like don't be moved by what you see like you were yes it was pleasing to the eye yes it was aesthetically beautiful yes it was vibrant and colorful but it then starts to break it down to me. And I pray by the spirit of God that you'll catch the message here. You know, I started breaking it down to me and started saying things like, okay, first of all, almost as though the field that with the, with the vases and the flowers and that looked pleasing and aesthetic to the eye is what most of mankind would gravitate towards. Why? Because it is pleasing to the eye. It is beautiful to behold. It almost looks as though, yes, this is it. This is what, this is what we're trying to do here. This is what we're trying to achieve. Like this is, this is the, this is what good looks like kind of to the, to most people, because it looks beautiful. It probably smelled beautiful as well. But God now said to me, do you realize that, um, none of the flowers and the plants were connected to the soil, to the actual, like the grass, the ground, the soil they were in vases which in essence basically means yes it, there's an element of soil that's probably in the vase just to kind of keep the flowers in place and steady um but not only were they not connected to the source the main source like the grass the field they had been they were put in a vase so they were limited as to the amount of water, the amount of soil, uh, or, or the, the amount of whatever it is that they need to grow and be whatever they were meant to be, that was limited. It was restricted because the moment they were put in a vase, you've basically says, I'm going to limit you. You can only grow as much as this container allows you to grow. Um, also, what that mean, meant then was that their lifespan was already shortened because everybody knows if you go to the florist and you buy flowers and you buy whatever you buy, there is literally a, an expiry date there. You can water them and water them and water them. And unless you kind of plant them and make sure that they are in your ground, I don't even know if that's possible. Maybe yeah, actually, yes, I know because people buy stuff and then plant it. But for as long as you put it in a vase, just know that death is imminent. <laughs> Literally, 
it might not be tomorrow, it might not be the day after, but death is more or less imminent. And so when he's saying these things, he's also then saying, see that other side? the one that no like this is not even people are drawn to it there's nothing to be drawn to because there is nothing there i want you to be very i want you to visualize this the other side of the garden there was not a semblance of anything so it's, it's different as if you can already see a rose and so you know oh yeah there's going to be a rose bush somewhere no 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 no. we're talking sprouts and those sprouts to some most people just looked like grasses that were longer than the rest of the grasses right so um, or grass stems that look longer than the other of the grass stems, right? So there was nothing attractive there. And God said, see this other side of the field or the garden that most people would dismiss and ignore and not even look down on, like not even recognize. Like there's a difference between looking down on something and not even recognizing that something is there. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about, right? So this is not, I'm, I've seen what you are, but I'm looking down on you. We're talking about, I can't even see that you are there. Okay, and God is saying, see this very part of the garden that nobody is even seeing what's happening here. I want you to see. And so he opens my eyes and I kid you not. And I know we hear this all the time and it's in motivational speeches and what, da, 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 but the underneath the grass, like imagine God opening your eyes and you are not x-raying a garden. The roots that were found on that side of the garden, my God, the roots that were in the soil, like I couldn't even, I couldn't even reach the, you know, when they go so far and so deep that you're looking for the very, is it the very end of the very beginning? <laughs> anyway, the last part of it, and you can't find it. That's how deep it was. And God was trying to show, we're well, not trying, God was saying to me that even though on the surface, you can't see a thing the roots under have gone so deep that when this thing grows it won't just the kind of stuff that was growing wasn't just a nice cute little flower bud no 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 these were it was literally going to be a kind of a tree that is not just aesthetic to the eye, but is bearing fruit that is nourishment to whoever desires to pluck from it. God was then showing me, do you see? All these things that were so beautiful in the vases, they were beautiful, but they were flowers, no fruit. A rose is beautiful. It doesn't bear fruit. Lilies are beautiful. They don't, they don't bear fruit. And so he was then saying to me, like, how is it that most of all, I say most of all, most of us would almost forfeit, replace and exchange the part that seems to be just bare green grass. Because everybody and 
everybody's talking about this. The vast, everybody's talking about it. Everybody, like there's not even a need to promote it because it speaks for itself. Everybody can see it. Everybody wants it. People are copying it. People are, this is it. This is what good looks like. So everybody's trying to be this vast. Everybody's trying to be this mosaic. Everybody's trying to be this and everybody's trying to be that. And it's only a matter of time. Those flowers are going to wither. And if they don't wither naturally, there'll come a storm. There'll come a fox and they will knock you off. And honestly, to me, it's like, wow, of course, duh. Even if you are, anytime there's a, and thankfully I've never been in, in an actual real like hurricane or tornado kind of situation, but even from movies that we watch or from some of the, you know, like junior storms that we've encountered here in the UK, like we've got loads of trousers, um, trees around our house and the things that can fly up and down are the things that are not connected to the ground. Like the other day we, were, we traveled, not the other day, but like about a year ago now, we traveled and there was a mighty storm in the UK. All our trees were intact, but we got a message or a call saying that our trampoline was in the middle of the road. <laughs> Why? Because the wind had carried it. But see what, do you see what I mean? Like if you're rooted and grounded in the, in, 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 like if you're in the ground, let storms hit, let foxes come and pray, let all kinds of things try and you cannot be uprooted because you're plugged in the source, you're connected in the source. You might not yet be bearing fruit. So people might even, this is not even about not giving you honor or giving you accolade. Like people don't even know you were there because you're nothing but a sprout. And so everybody's jumping on this this is the vase and this is the best vase right now. And this is where to go. And this is the flower and see how colorful and see how vibrant and just give it a little bit of water here. Sprinkle it, sprinkle water here, sprinkle water there. Just make sure you water it once a day or once twice um, or once every every other day and stuff and just keep it looking pretty. That's gonna, there's a timestamp there that will expire with time. So as pleasing to the eye as it is, there's no longevity there and there is no power there and there's certainly no nourishment there. It might satisfy the appetite of the eye. It might satisfy the need for aesthetics. It might satisfy the need to look the part and, and you know, have the accolade and, and the, the, the applause of man, all that kind of stuff, but it doesn't bear no fruit. And, it, there's, it's, an, and it's a matter of time before it falls over. And God is saying, actually, I'm not desiring that kind of stuff. What I'm desiring are people that are going to be so rooted and grounded in me that are okay to being in the soil for now like be okay and not just be okay hypothetically be okay uh we say i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay no like literally what that means is with every prophetic word that god has ever spoken to you with every promise that he's ever given you with everything that he's ever said to you and nothing nothing in your actual environment is even pointing towards the reality of any of those words that God has spoken. Like it's different if, okay, let's say for example, God has said, you're going to be a global minister. You're going to speak on all kinds of platforms all over the world, right? That's a prophetic picture that you've seen. That's the word that God has given you. It's been affirmed and confirmed by many people over, over the years. So you're holding on to that. It's different if okay, you're not living life and you've got a few speaking engagements here, a few speaking engagements there, um, you know, like leading this, leading that, like it's different. So even though it's not the full promise, you can see that, okay, mm, 
this is a semblance to what God is saying. Like I can see how God might just want to blow that up and magnify that and an audience of one becomes, or an audience of 10 becomes an audience of a hundred and then a thousand and then 10,000 and God knows how many, like that's different. I'm talking about, there's not even the audience of the one. Like this is different. Like this is, yes, you've, you've got, you're full, you're packed, you're full of words, you know, like, wow, you just need a mic and you'd explode. But there's not even the, could you come? Because there's not even the recognition that anything is there and being okay with that. Like being okay with that, being okay with being, and it's not even just underground, like being in the soil and not just in the soil when roots are going down, like you are going down. Like this is not the, okay, I'm just here on, on the surface. I'm just gonna, you know, be here until God wakes me up. No, 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 you're not on the surface. You're on the, in the ground, not even in the ground, only you're going all the way down and being okay with that. Especially when you are surrounded by people, when your reality is everything and everyone around you seems to be one of those vases. Some of them tall, some of them short, some of them things thin, some of them thicker vases, some of them round vases, some of them square vases, some of them carrying orchids, some of them carrying roses, like, and it's beautiful and you can see it and they can see it and everyone is seeing it and everyone is talking about it and you are nothing but a sprout. And literally, I was so convicted by that vision of revelation when I got it because yeah, duh. I always say to God, listen, it's different. Like everything I'm expecting isn't just because, oh yeah, mm, I'd like this to be my life. No, 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 no. God has shown me things. God has spoken things. So I write these down. That now becomes my expectation, you know? So even the scripture that says, um, for the joy set before me, all that kind of stuff. When people talk about vision boards, it's not just random things, certainly for me anyway. What I'm writing down on my vision board, what I'm writing down, I'm making plain is not what I am just coming up with. Like, these are things that God has laid upon my heart that I am now looking forward to. I would say to God, listen, there are certain things I wouldn't look forward to if you didn't put them in my heart. The only reason I'm expecting is, is because you showed it to me, right? But imagine that, imagine God painting this picture and you can see it and it becomes so real and you can, it is this realm of the spirit that you have lived in. You know, it is your reality in the spirit, certainly for now. And then now looking in the natural realm, there's not even anything, you know, people say in endurance, I always say like, there's nothing to write home about. Like there's nothing to even say that this is that, this is that. And God is requiring us to just trust him completely. People talk about trust the process. People talk about what you do in the waiting season, all that kind of stuff, because literally what God is saying, yeah, you might, I don't want your, I don't want you to be aesthetic to the eye just for a moment. I don't want just people to behold you and say, oh, how lovely and how nice and how cute and sweet. Okay. And so he's saying, no, I want you to bear fruit. And I want you to bear all kinds of fruit so that when people come to you, people will come with different needs. And when I say needs, I'm not saying people will come and say, I need butter, I need bread. People will come and some people might need compassion. People might come and people might need words of wisdom, direction, counsel, all kinds of things, both tangible and intangible. You won't be able to give that if you don't bear that fruit and you won't bear that fruit if you don't let that fruit grow in you and that fruit's not going to grow if you don't let the process take place. 
everybody looks at, like in front of our house, we have this massive, I don't think it's an oak tree. It's, I don't have, I have no idea what, what kind of tree it is, but it's a tree that is apparently over 150 years old, which is protected. So you can't even cut it. And I get it because it would have taken God knows how long for it to even become this majestically beautiful and so solid and firm that you build around it. You, you like right now you can't just say, I'm going, I'm just going to build something. No, 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 no. You're going to have to build everything around it. It's not going to be uprooted for you to do what you want to do. That tree is rooted and planted. And what God is saying that he wants us to be so rooted and planted in him, trusting that what is now, what is a, what is a sprout? What is a, a sprout? What is to some not even sprout to most, it might just be ordinary grass that people trample upon. Do you know when you have a flower bed, when you go somewhere, a, a public garden, a private garden, a zoo or whatever, and there's uh, the flower beds, I have never, not human beings anyway, um, and, and, and psh, not, not that people don't do it, but I'm talking about beautiful gardens, even criminals walk around it thieves walk around it because there's always an alternative path It's rowdy and rebellious and god knows whatever people that will just stomp on the flowers uproot them trample upon them do whatever no 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 most people you find a path around it grass you don't think twice unless it says do not walk on grass and even then we still find ourselves walking on why because grass seems like you can trample upon it just walk on it you walk across, oh, I forgot something, you walk back. Ah, it's actually there. You walk again. If it's a flower bed, you walk around it. So absolutely, yeah, we're that way conditioned. This flower bed is beautiful, but it's beautiful to the eye, but it bears no fruit. In fact, it gets cut off and I'm put in water just to kind of move its location from being outdoors to indoors, but it bears no fruit. And the flower that was the flower bouquet that was as gorgeous as could be when it dries up it dries up period and then it becomes a beautiful dry bouquet and that's about it and then it either goes in the bin or if you're into that kind of stuff you leave it in the house for however long before you decide it ultimately goes in the bin you know i'm going to say he doesn't just want us to be aesthetically beautiful flower bouquets flower beds vases flowers in vases he wants us to become food bearing. So we need to allow him take us on the journey of bearing fruit. Not just any kind of food. The food that you bear is determined on the seeds that you carry. And the seeds that we carry is our father's seed his DNA, his substance. And so we need to be okay with maybe sometimes not being seen, not being recognized, not being celebrated, applauded, like to me sometimes it's like okay it's i always because i put myself in that position like or in that frame of thought where 
there is a kind of sadness that comes with not receiving an applaud applause when you think you do recognition. But it might not even be recognized. To get to a place where there is nothing but trusting that no, 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 this is but for a time. And it's okay to not be recognized and it's okay to not be applauded and it's okay to not be seen because of the work that God is doing within. That is going to last. It is going to last. It's not a one-hit wonder kind of thing. And I think too many people, maybe due to the pressures of life, and obviously, I mean, there's the innate loss of the eye, loss of the flesh, and the part of life, which is innate in us, which only the Spirit of God can kill and replace with selflessness and the desire to just always be in God with God and in His will and that kind of stuff. There's that. But then there is all the, and all, therefore, those are all internal factors like just my need for recognition, my need for accolade, my need for, you know, like acknowledgement, whatever it is, there's that. But then the external factors that absolutely celebrate that kind of mindset and lifestyle because we can see that, yo, yeah. There is something about self-promotion. Let the world know how great I am. Let the world know how productive I am. Let's show it off. Unlike before, social media is helping. Social media is a tool of self-promotion. You can use it. You know, say what you want to say. Promote yourself. Be out there. Let the world know you. Let the world recognize you. Let the world celebrate you. And it seems to be working. And the people that are enjoying that kind of life seem to be doing great. And they're living the life that you've always wanted to live. So why wouldn't you follow in that template? Why wouldn't you want to follow in that footsteps? It's literally a how-to guide. Why wouldn't I follow it? And God is saying, actually, you can, but it won't last. Because what I want to do exceeds this kind of realm. What I want to do, and you know the part where it says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else shall be added unto you. I think it's also pertinent here because don't worry. People will know you and people will recognize you. But by the time I'm done with you and I've worked on your heart and I've turned you into the person I want you to become and be, even people's recognition of you won't matter to you. People applauding you won't get to your head. People celebrating you, people shouting your name, people um, referring to you, people wanting to know you and being around you and your name being all over the world and uh, being invited to all kinds of events and being on all kinds of billboards and, and posts, all that kind of stuff won't matter to you. It won't get to your head because the stuff that would have caused for that to matter to you has been killed in the place of growth in God. Like God is chiseling things, like he's getting rid of certain things so that when he is then glorified through us, it is about him and not about us. And we hear these things, and I hope that through this picture, it's just a different, a different way of saying the same thing. God wants us to be like him. He wants us to look like him. He wants us to think like him. He wants us to speak like him. He wants, he wants to live his life through us. And that it's not a choice that you make. Okay, I'm just going to dress like Jesus, speak like Jesus, do the stuff that he asked me to do. Yeah, you'll do that with no power. 
which is what we're seeing in the body of Christ now, which is what we're seeing. Aesthetic to the eye, but no substance. Pleasing to the ear, but no substance. And God is saying, yo, just chill. Yes, there'll be a period of you being nothing but grass. You but be nothing but gra- uh, sprouts. You going so deep where for a year, two, three, four, sometimes five, 10, 15, nothing seems to be happening, but on the surface. God is doing an inward work that by the time it comes forth, it shoots forth, it sprouts, it, 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 it now booms. My God, there is no stopping it. And not only not stopping it, because those kind of things are not just pleasing to the eye. They're bigger than you. Because you all of a sudden, you imagine this tree. Imagine this tree that is so fruitful, all kinds of fruit. Obviously, we're talking about spiritual fruit, but just try and visualize this tree that bears apples, strawberries, oranges, all kinds of fruit. You just imagine. I know that's physically or biologically not reality, but just imagine that. And so those that like apples are plucking the apples. Those that like banana, plucking the banana. Those that need strawberry, grab the strawberry. And those fruits are nourishing, full of nutrients. They're satisfying. My God. And there's more growing. Like, it's not as if that's it, just one off. No, 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 there's more. You just imagine that. And now imagine those fruits being everything that God is. How else would people know God if not through us? He's living his life. He is present on earth through us, his children. And so if somebody needs the fruit of forgiveness, patience, whatever it is, let them pluck from you and eat from you. And that's why God says, if a tree planted by the riverside, you will bear fruit in and out of season. Because as long as you're connected to the source, don't settle for being a vase. And also the beautiful thing is there's endless supply. Do you know this, this earth that we're talking about? It's, you know, you're not restricted. There's no restriction. You're plugged to the source. You're literally rooted and planted, grounded in him, in the soil. Every nutrient you need is found in him. Why would you want to limit yourself to the one kg of soil that has been put in a vase? When there's unending, unlimited supply. You, you know, you can draw from him whatever you need, whenever you need it, however you need it, like, is available freely. Don't shortchange yourself because of your need for temporary accolade, temporary recognition, temporary applause. That is most times fickle anyway. Allow God do what he wants to do in you, with you, and through you. Allow him. Allow him. Because the kind of stuff you, like the kind of person you will become will shock you. Because everything you're trying to do right now, you're doing with your power, your might, your strength, your ability, your money, your resources, that actually God has given. So it's a mismanagement, but that's cool. That's for another day. Just allow God do whatever it is that he wants to do with you and in you and through you. And then trust that whatever comes out is not just going to be beautiful to the eye. It's going to be nourishment to the souls, the benefit from it. Don't just settle for aesthetics. Pursue substance. Pursue substance. 
everything we need is him, in him, with him, through him. And because it is, it has no expiry date, there's longevity, there's potency, power that comes with it. There is life that comes with it. Allow God, and it's hard. And trust me, I'm there. It is hard. But that's why God gives you a word to hold on to. He gives you a promise to hold on to. And just even this week, what I tend to do is like, just before like the day starts up in my family, I go for like a walk. Um, and I've shared this before, I go for a walk, a prayer walk, whatever. And a few days ago, I walked just normal walking, walking, walking. And then for some reason, I noticed this hazelnut on the path. I walked past it because it was so like, I just, you know, when you take notice of something, so I walked back and I picked it up and the spirit of God then said to me, you know, even on the path to the promise, there are things on the path that he wants to give me. And it was such a profound message because we've got the promise, which is what God has said. And we have the path that leads to the promise. And so many people get frustrated because you can see the promise, you can hear the promise, it's been prophesied, people have shared it, you've, you've got so many words that God has spoken to confirm that this is it. And so we despise the path. Cause like, yo, when's this gonna happen? It's like, listen, like, I need you to actually walk up this path because on this path, I'm building you. On this path, I'm shaping you. On this path, I'm making you. On this path, I'm removing things that need to be removed. I'm adding things that need to be added. I'm changing things that need to be changed. I'm, I'm working in you and through you. So don't despise the path, but also recognize that on this path, there is provision, yes, but there are spoils. On this path, there's there's spoils for you to pick up. Like I am literally blessing you. I've literally groomed the path with things, bits and pieces for you to benefit from. Imagine like he's decorated this path with things for you to literally take with you so that when you arrive at the promise, you're not arriving in quote empty. You can arrive there full because you would have acquired tangible and intangible things on your path and so this whole season is not about twiddling your fingers oh it's me oh why is this taking so long and no 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 no. like open your eyes there are things that you are picking up other than the fact that there's an inward work that is happening and you are changing and becoming more and more like him which isn't necessarily always tangible because it's change and interchange but there are absolutely things that he's doing on this path don't deprive yourself of that yes in anticipation of the promise in anticipation of the realization of every word that god has ever spoken like, enjoy the path let him do what he needs to do in you and through you but also recognize that yeah you know yes on my on this walk now it was a hazelnut but imagine it was 
I don't want to talk about houses and cars, but you know what I mean? Imagine it's, it's oil. Imagine it's, you know, I just thought about when, when this, when I saw this, I thought about spoils and back in the days where the silver and the gold were and all the things that, um, you know, once, once, uh, once people had conquered the land, they were able to take in all the spoils. And so when, when I was seeing, when I was seeing that vision, almost like thinking, okay, wow, this is what God is saying. Like, you know, when they say the wealth of the wicked is for you and everything there is belongs to the Lord and that, that, that. like literally as if it's just, okay, I'm walking on this path and oh, oh there's something here and it's, it's for the taking. So, okay, group, I'm gonna grab that and I keep on moving and there's something else. Oh, sorry. that has a name on it. Okay. So I'm not going to touch that and keep on going. Oh yeah. It's up for the grab. So grab that, you know, and I realized, oh, hold on, this one that we are waiting for the promise, waiting for the promise doesn't mean that, okay, this is it until the promise comes. I'm just going to parachute my way or you know, just boom, just land there. No, we're not, we're not going to be, unless God desires to do so, but we're not going to be transported there. We're going to have to walk a path there. Like if I want to go from here to Sainsbury's here, to Waitrose here, to m and I'm not going to all of a sudden arrive at m and I'm going to have to walk. I could walk it. I could ride it. I could drive it. So on that path, there are goodies to be picked up. There are lessons to be learned. There are things to be dropped, but there are things to be acquired and picked up. And so don't despise the path to the promise. Be sensitive. Yes, there's no sprout that is visible. Yes, there's nothing to write home about, in quote, yet. But know that even on this journey of intimacy with God, on the journey of becoming more like Christ, on the journey of nobody sees me, nobody knows me, but my God, like my desire is not even to be known. My desire is to be everything God has called me to be. And I trust that when he's done, he will glorify himself through me. Say that again. He will glorify himself through me. He will choose this vessel to glorify himself. And so as this is the last episode, I really wanted to share this. It's okay to not be seen. It's okay to not be heard. It's okay to not even be noticed and recognized anything like that. First of all, your father knows you. Your father loves you. Your father is pleased with you. And the kind of stuff that he wants to do in you, with you, and through you will require you to be in him, hidden in him, hidden in him. Don't trade aesthetics for substance. Let God do his perfect work in you so that he can be glorified in and through you. So I hope this blessed you. I can say it's been an absolute it's been such a learning curve actually doing this. Um, but what I love is literally, like I said, I share the pieces that God reveals to me, which makes it easy to share. I think it's all the other stuff that happens, the editing, the publishing, that kind of stuff. But, um, I really hope that not only this episode, but every episode that you have listened to thus far has really blessed you. If you haven't, I'll encourage you to, um, maybe start start like they're not necessarily always connected connected like that so you can start randomly but i will advise if you haven't followed us do listen to the episodes methodologically because some of the things that i say make sense if you had listened to a previous episode maybe so um but yeah either way i'm just so grateful grateful first of all for the opportunity and honor to even share what i've learned and i really pray that it blesses you i pray i really hope that it challenges you on your walk with god i really pray and hope that it stirs up in you a desire to know him more 
And as you know him more, you love him more and la da 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 da, you know, but ultimately it's for Christ to be revealed in and through us. And it's it's a privilege, it's an honor. And sometimes it can be hard and tough because the reality, when I say reality, like your actual natural state, sometimes does not look anything like what God has said. And that doesn't make God a liar. It just means that nature is trying to catch up with what God has already established in the spiritual realm. So be blessed. Um, thank you for tuning in. I don't take it for granted at all because you could be doing everything and anything else. I'm really grateful um, that you've decided to tune in. Um, and so, yeah, this is where I conclude season one. It's been a pleasure. And I hope to have you back season two, where hopefully we would have j- jiggled things up a bit, you know, maybe gotten a few guests here and there and maybe even go visual. Who knows? Um, but yeah, thanks so much again. I'm your host. Katharina Abiola James, it's been a pleasure. On this podcast, it's all about revealing Christ one piece at a time. God bless.